Hello, and welcome to Week 15 of Max Out Minute. I am your host for this week, Allison Sagan, with my guest, Amber Stewart. Hello, everyone. This is Wednesday, episode three, uh, 70, 73, covering minute, uh, uh, which one hour and t- uh, 12 minutes in. I am three episodes in, and I'm already, like, <laughs> not doing great. <laughs> like, feeling as chaotic as Marta is feeling in this moment, mm-hmm. uh, which is a segue to talking about Knives Out, which is, this starts out with... Uh, Marta getting in her car, uh, everybody's still freaking out and surrounding her car as she's trying to turn things on, but it's just turning on the windshield wipers and things like that. Uh, then she gets in the car uh, with Ransom, who uh, pulls up and then drives off uh, and ends with them getting to the restaurant and then Ransom going, okay, seriously, though, what the hell? <laughs> so uh, what are your thoughts about this minute? Oh, this minute was so fun. Um, oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, from like, from the start where they pick the camera up off the track and start making it like very shaky and it puts you as the viewer in the middle of all the action and you hear Tony Collette saying that she's not on Twitter anymore. <laughs> I please, took that specific note too. Yes, <laughs> please contact just me like, through I... my Instagram, DM me. Like... <laughs> just, just the way that Tony Collette says... I'm not on Twitter anymore. Yeah. And it's very like audible. It's so, <laughs> so good. Oh. It, yeah. So funny. And just, yeah, the continuation of the, uh, the whole family, both on the attack together, but still acting as individuals was so interesting mm-hmm. to see. Um, yeah. And like Jamie Lee Curtis being like, why didn't you stop her? Why didn't you do that? Like when yeah. she could have also done, he's like, what do you want me to hang on to the bumper with my teeth? So good. So many fun little lines came out of this minute. There's so many good lines, too. And one of the things that I think is really both funny and also uh, thematically interesting is when Ransom uh, does uh, throws the, I think this could be the best thing to happen to all of you, line back. And then uh, having Michael Shannon go, what does he mean by that? Like, <laughs> yeah, the immediate, like, <laughs> the immediate, like, hypocrisy uh, hypocrisy and like willful ignorance of of the things that they were espousing earlier is just kind of stunning oh yes um, we we're just like a few minutes ago they're like this is going to be good for you ransom you're going to be out on your own you're this will be like a g- growth experience for you and then the second they're thrown into this they're just like what does that mean? I don't understand how that could be a good thing exactly it's this is only a so tragedy great. when it involves me Right, exactly. Where they're like, it's like espousing the virtue of like fighting for yourself when it's, uh, you know, when it's them telling Ransom, hey, you're cut off, but, you know, then they're cut off and it's like, what? I cannot handle this. So, yeah, how do you expect me to survive? It, it yeah, is also, uh... <laughs> yeah. It is also extremely stressful when Marta's in the car and everybody is just like, surrounding the car i am just like it just makes me like anxious just to watch it and i think that's like you said kind of the the cinematography of it all where you're in the middle of the action and she's just like trying to turn on her car it's not turning on and it's just like i it makes me anxious just watching oh yeah um i'm i'm gonna say i'm a nervous driver i'm not a terrible driver (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so that whole scene just made me like very anxious. <laughs> yes. Um, another thing I might overthink is 
So Tony Collette specifically being like, hey, you have to DM me on Instagram. Uh, doesn't that feel like that's that's already kind of um, conflicting with the whole like, oh, Marta's like family. Wouldn't she have their phone numbers if wouldn't they have her phone number if she was like family or? Yeah, I think if she truly if... was like family, she would have their contact information. Right. Yeah. And this just shows they that wouldn't have it was to go all lip service. DM me on Instagram. Yeah. Wouldn't have to go like, oh, you have to DM me. Like they can't, you know, she, she's not even connect, uh, following Marta on Instagram or on on Twitter or whatever. It's like, no, you have to find me because I want to talk to you. Like. Exactly. Yeah, they're still asking just, her it, it, to reach of, out yeah. to them. Still, yeah, yeah kind oh, of gosh, framing yeah. themselves as the victims. Yeah, definitely. Right. I hadn't even thought of that. Where it's like they're still framing themselves as the, as the victims, and they want her to make the effort rather than making the effort themselves. Yes. Because I'm sure that like somewhere there has to be her phone number. Yeah. In, in terms of like, if there's records or if there's. Uh, yeah, or an emergency situation. Her. Right. You know, she was right, there exactly. to like, monitor Harlan. Yeah. <laughs> right. She's here to, there to monitor his health. There has to be a way to reach her. Yeah. And it's... yet they're still like, no, you have to contact me. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I feel like I'm <laughs> learning things just like talking this through. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's when you're able to sort of examine things. It's like the rubber duck theory that uh, programmers use where you're explaining something to like a rubber duck if you're stuck on a problem. And they're like, oh, just hearing myself say it out loud, I'm able to to kind of work through where the issue is. And it's the same thing when you're discussing movies or TV shows. You're like, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. It's it's so satisfying. Uh, Something with the technology. It is extremely satisfying. Yeah, something with the technology that I thought was interesting here. At first, I was kind of worried that, like, naming these various uh, platforms would kind of date the movie. And mm-hmm. now I'm kind of leaning more towards, well, in the same way that at this point we think of Facebook as being for, like, your grandparents and, like, the way that your whole family's on Facebook. That way you can contact them there. But that's not where, like, mm-hmm. the teens are these days. They're all on, like, TikTok or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I think that helps me like, <laughs> oh, she thinks she's cool. She thinks she's like, you know, of the times. But DM me on Instagram. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Asking someone to do that. It's yeah. like, yeah, you want me to send you a telegram, grandma? Like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> yeah. And it might even age better as your like Instagram become like as new platforms, you know, rise and fall and Instagram becomes further and further like not not in not the popular one where she's like i'm so with it it's like with her lifestyle branding but she's really not doing so hot without lifestyle brand so yeah (laughs) yeah no i was wondering that too um it's it's kind of interesting um thinking about the technology because um that is such like a specific part of uh of you know our our lives right now so that if you make a movie set now you you need to involve stuff like smartphones and you need mm-hmm. to involve stuff like uh the concept of social media but at the same time it's like to what extent does that immediately date movies that are made yeah. right now and not only that it adds another layer of complexity to things like murder mysteries 
where it's like, well, why didn't you just call someone when this happened? Or you could have just, you know, looked up something on your phone. So like the writers have to create more obstacles like, oh, they dropped their phone and it smashed. (laughs) It fell into a ravine, you know, (laughs) you have. all Right, right. Or they immediately, immediately have to like figure it out. Like they immediately have to answer, okay, yeah, why exactly. didn't anybody call on their cell phone? Um, yeah, it's like uh, I watched the um, let me on his name, but the Netflix adaptation of the Stephen King book Gerald's Game pretty recently. Oh, um, and that's. Uh, it's uh I, I I hadn't watched read or watched any of the other adaptations before that, but it like immediately is like okay why is this character not able to call on the phone mm-hmm. like that's like the first thing that they have to establish because it's like otherwise watching it now you're just like use your phone use your phone <laughs> you just use your phone because it's it's like this ubiquitous thing but it's but also it, I do wonder how fast things are going to age nowadays so it'll be it'll be interesting to rewatch something like this in five or ten years and see are we still oh, using yeah. twitter and instagram or <laughs> uh the, it say? reminds me of um the pilot episode of the bbc series sherlock and then what they did in mm-hmm. um you know the the aired aired the later episodes where in the pilot, Sherlock actually has a Blackberry as his phone, and mm. you see him, like, typing on the little keyboard. And even in the short amount of time between the pilot and then the first episode that aired, they switch him to a smartphone, to, like, a touchscreen phone. And then they use that as, like, sort of, not plot points, but, like, I think his phone updates every once in a while, and it's always, like, the newest one, because even... uh Arthur Conan Doyle was like Sherlock Holmes is like a man of the times like he loves technology he loves learning mm-hmm. about new things so it's like yeah of course Sherlock would have the newest iPhone and John's like I have this nasty old phone that my sister gave me they're like whatever you can keep that like it, it starts to be like class markers as well as um, oh yeah yeah as well as a, a means of like communication I mean you see that in, in Knives Out too where Marta's phone is, is smashed up and has mm-hmm. has the cracked screen. That's kind of like a marker of, okay, she she is not in a financial position to get it fixed or to get it replaced. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, kind of as a pretty um, specific marker of, okay, she's in a different place than the thrombies are where they could probably just, like, replace that phone in a, in a second without even thinking about it. Oh, yeah. And I think... The, the Nazi kid is like on Facebook Live. The, the shot was so fast when he's like filming all the hubbub. And now I'm like, he would probably be on TikTok. It would be like, look at this thing that's happening with my family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, just like making like weird Nazi TikToks on. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm just trying to see if I can find out uh, quickly, Google. Um, Google saying things. Uh, one of the things that came out earlier this year uh, that that was interesting was that Apple specifically is not a fan of having uh, of people using iPhones in movies if the uh, person using the iPhone isn't uh, a good person. Yes, if they're not 
even if they're yeah. not the protagonist, they can't be like the villain of the story. Yeah, I, yeah. I've also heard so they that. specifically like if you look at some of the phones of of the people like like Nazi Kid or even like any of the other thrombies, like they're not using iPhones, but that's very specifically because it's like evil the iPhone, which is which is wild, especially since I feel like iPhones are both um, <laughs> yeah. You you know popular but also status markers for a lot of people, so it it would kind of make sense if they if they had regular phones. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's it's it, it was an interesting thing to to read. Yeah, it it does kind of throw a wrench in the works of a lot of things. I definitely agree that oh yeah iPhones are a little bit still of a status marker. Yeah, even from the time that they first came out, like they're expensive. You know, you want the latest one or they make some updates to it that make it like, right. if not worth it, at least desirable to get the latest version, even if your old phone is like maybe two years perfectly old. Yeah, good. and it's yeah. perfectly fine. So, yeah, it would make more sense <laughs> for... If they had like the most like latest iPhone, which would, like at the same time, you kind of, that would also um, date it a little bit, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you'd kind of assume that the thrombies would be like having the latest and greatest and up, uh, updating it every year because they have the money to do so. But yeah. It, yeah, it does kind of make it a little weird, but it is interesting that Apple has that kind of pull, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess I think that it's um like it's it's very weird. It's the like thinking about licensing and and product placement in TV and movies is something that I think is really, really interesting. Um, specifically when you, when you start noticing the, the brands that show up in different shows and movies and all over the place. And you're like, Hmm, interesting. This is a, this is the common brand, like, uh, let's potato chips, uh, which show up on a, a million different TV shows because it's like just a prop that's made <laughs> for TV shows. So, uh, but the things that can be shown or can be not, I do think though that it doesn't really just dis- like distract at all. No, here like the shots of phones much. are so quick. Yeah, you know, it's it would have to be something you're looking at on a minute by minute basis. To- <laughs> <laughs> and what kind of person? <laughs> Who would do such a thing? <laughs> break a movie down into such component parts who would do that yeah um yeah it's not uh like watching the amazing spider-man and he noticeably uh search something searches something on bing where you're like "Mm -hmm." where you just pause the movie like in the theater you're like hold on and everyone just laughs laughs yeah he's using bing this is fun. I know this is product placement but it's also fun oh yeah it just it kind of throws you out it's I think it's better if you just use like a fake version of a a website or a web search engine. Like, you know, it's like Glongle. You're like, yeah, okay, I get it. You didn't want to pay Google or whatever. Like, that's funny to me. (laughs) Right. Like, you see, you see, it's, yeah, it's the type of thing that people, people like us would notice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're like, like, hmm, what is this uh, fake Google they're using on this, on this movie? But at the same time, it, I feel like it's a lot less distracting than being like, okay, what product placement service can we use that nobody actually uses? Yes, yeah, yeah. Bing, come on. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, man, that's, 
That's funny. Uh, do you have anything else that you'd like to add about this particular minute? Uh, I really love the way it ends with, you know, the big rescue and then Ransom still being like, okay, but seriously, <laughs> what the hell? Okay, but seriously, yeah. what the hell? It was yeah. just such a nice little button to the franticness of the previous few minutes. And then you think, okay, now Martyr will finally get a chance to like, sit down and be with her thoughts and Ransom's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I also have some questions for you. <laughs> like I was mentioning with sem- uh, Minute uh, 71 or, uh, on Monday, where it, it it's kind of bookmarked by two, um, two of the, the same shot um, at the start and the end. This being ended with just the, okay, seriously, what the hell, is like such a perfect ending to this minute doing this podcast where i'm like ryan were you thinking about minute by minute podcast oh 100 like... he is so excited <laughs> for this knives out minute podcast i can't wait oh, to man. see <laughs> him constantly and be like ryan i you say this like i don't already constantly <laughs> he's know. a very fun twitter Just, person to follow he oh Absolutely. That that moment where he was off Twitter for a little bit, I was just like, "This why why use the bird app anymore?" It's <laughs> this bird site. It's not this bird site's not use like <laughs> worth it anymore. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. No, I just thought that was a, that was a very funny thing to where, where where I stopped that minute and it's like just right after. Okay, seriously though, what the hell? It was yeah. the timing was perfect. Just flawless. Just flawless. <laughs> Although I'd say that about pretty much everything in this movie. That is true. <laughs> All right. So our question for the day is, um, without giving spoilers, uh, let's talk about some sequel ideas and Android titles uh, for the future Knives Out cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's definitely confirmed that there's going to be another, there's going to be a sequel movie. Um, but what are you looking for with it? Oh, this is such a good question because... Again, I've I discussed in a previous episode that I'm not great with like figuring out mysteries and things like that. And right. So all of my potential titles would just be jokes about Blanc's accent. It would just be like, mm. you know, Benoit Blanc, simple country lawyer, because that's what he sounds like. Oh. <laughs> like, now I'm just a simple country lawyer. You're like, no, you're not. You're a detective. What are you talking about? But <laughs> I just. I have no idea what I'd want it to be called, but I know I just want to see more of Daniel Craig doing this voice. Yeah, I I was, I agree. I think that um, the thing, the two things that I want in this movie are a Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc, uh, just being using that accent and fully chewing the scene, mm-hmm. and then um, I think that it would be nice that if you, we could fit in. Uh, Anna de Armas as uh, some sort of role, like either kind of like financially supporting him now that uh, she has the money for it and and being kind of like working with with Blanc or being kind of an ally to him, but not necessarily, you know, with the Thromby family. Um, I think that could be good because because I think this was a this is such a good role for her, and it was such a fun turn from her. And I, I love their dynamic, too. Yes. Um, and especially in a sequel, they I, would be on slightly more even footing. Yes, and I want to see that because 
their dynamic when they're not on equal even footing is really good. And so I'd like love to see a movie where they're both kind of on the same page. Oh yes. It would yeah. be for all of it. It would be so fun. I definitely I agree that having Marta fund something that Blanc is doing would be a nice link between the two movies without having it be a rehash of it. That would be something I would like to see. Right. Yeah. I I, I don't know if I have any other ideas because I feel like um, there's one idea that's going to come up in a later episode of this podcast that uh, that we're talking about. That, but it's like for for the most part, I am just willing to let uh, Ryan Johnson take me on a ride. And yeah, he's a director and, that I trust. <laughs> yeah, he he's a storyteller where I feel like okay, this 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 is in good hands. Uh, you came up with a good a good thing there, so. It's, uh, I, I, I'm willing to wait and see. I agree. <laughs> so I think that's going to do it for this episode of Knives Out Minute. Uh, you can find this podcast at Knives Out Minute on Twitter. Uh, do you have anything to plug in? Uh, I am also on Twitter. You know, you don't have to worry about finding me on Instagram to DM me. I am <laughs> at A-M-B-R-R-R, where you can see me retweet. And also just, I guess, tweet more at Ryan to try to get some interest so we can become very good friends and then that's my yeah, I, that's my springboard into meeting daniel craig <laughs> i my, the number one people i'd want to have like a dinner party with would be ryan johnson and karina longworth like let's let's be honest i would be i i would want to hang out with them oh, so bad so <laughs> all right i think that'll do it uh thanks everyone bye bye